Hey, welcome back to the Secrets of Downline Marketing Radio Podcast. I'm Nick Tullis, and here is a new episode. I'm starting to double up on episodes each day now, um, <clears throat> for the time being. And, um, usually, I want to share exactly what I'm learning. And uh, I'm starting to pra- try to get more practice in terms of putting a story along with what I'm learning and everything. But the big thing is the fact that like today, I, I finally finished... Uh, learning Steve Larson's content machine in terms of uh, his process of actually putting out content. Now, um, I'm, g- I'm gonna kind of share this process a little bit, as well as like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to relate it with a story real fast. So, <clears throat> for the most part, um, without going into too much techno babble, I realized that today from going through going through that whole like course actually over over the past few days as well as listening to a podcast um from russell brunson on his podcast of marketing secrets radio it was it was a really good episode in terms of about immersing yourself in a subject matter and this is really true when it comes to marketers who are good at a specific skill set what does that mean? So, I remember really early on growing up that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry, I'm out walking at night, of course. Uh, one of the first thing, like, the earliest memories I have was, was sitting down in front of the TV and watching Batman. Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of Batman, the 1989 version with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. It's it to this day it's still good. I don't care what anybody says. You can debate me on that all you want. I'll still say it's good. Nolan's <clears throat> Nolan's is great in terms of as an expose over the character in terms of like is Batman is what is like who is Batman? Is it an identity or is it a person or whatnot? And then there's Ben Affleck Batman. Was probably the best version <clears throat> to date, but like I'll like the Michael the 89 one will still hold a special place in my heart because I'm a nerd like that. But I remember um, sitting down as a kid watching that on VHS t- uh, tape. And for those of you who don't know what a VHS is, um, A, Google it, but B, um, for those of us that have been around that long, because it, it kind of dates me, uh, <laughs> you you would literally pop this thing in into a, a cassette player. And, and then it would, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, stream on the TV. But here's the like the funny part. You could pause, rewind. Like the only way to really rewind uh, the the VHS at the time was you had to take it out of the player and then put it into another. Like you could put it into another uh, thing and close it up and rewind the whole thing and put it all the way back to the beginning. Because with VHSs, it was basically like a cassette player. It only went one. It went, technically went one direction, and it was very difficult to rewind certain things. So you literally have to stop the movie. Take it out, put it in a rewinder, rewind it, then pull it back and be like, how far did we get? Oh, okay, okay. So, and the TVs back then were, were pretty weird. Like, they, they produced a lot of static and stuff and everything just because of the way they were built, which is really funny and weird at the same time. But besides the point, um, I remember watching Batman. Like, he was my first real superhero. Because um, <clears throat> I, I used to play with like micro machines which very few people know what that is i remember crash test dummies 
and, and Batman and Super Mario Brothers on the original NES. Um, and it was the original NES with like Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. That was, was like my favorite thing ever. But I would always watch Batman with my dad. And I'd watch it over and over and over again. And to this day, like it never gets old. Like it's the one, it's the, it's one of the very few movies I can watch over and over and over. And it just keeps getting better. So, but with that, I understood that Batman, Batman Tenley was my first superhero, hands down, across the board and everything. So it was Batman, Joker, uh, like I'll always default to them for the most part. <clears throat> if someone says like, like favorite superhero and all that stuff, for the most part. And inside that movie, in the original uh, 89 version, Batman really was a det detective. Like, the movie by Tim Burton, very dark, brooding um, film compared to the Adam West Batman from the 60s. Campy, but still really good given the time, like the time era and stuff. So, but Batman, for those like, Batman's original first comic book was Detective Comics. Like, that's when he was first introduced. Batman was a detective. He was a, a, a skilled martial artist. He was, a, uh, he was a billionaire bachelor. But the biggest thing was that, like, you know, his tragic story was that his parents were killed. And, you know, he used the bat as a symbol to strike fear. In the first, like, vi like in the early versions of de uh, Detective Comics, Batman had all these, like, you know, gadgets. Like, he would use gadgets. He would use his mind. He would use, um, always be able to defeat the villain. And it would go crazy with, like, some of the stuff, like, he had. Like, there was at one point, he had a rainbow suit. A polka dot suit. Like, he had some weird-ass stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to use that for some people who are very sensitive. But that was his thing. He always had a gadget to, you know, be able to defeat his, uh, his foes and stuff like that. And over the years, he got better. The thing was, Batman was actually using his brain, yes, to outsmart the villains. But he had a framework. Over time, he understood like how to defeat uh, each villain, depending on the the situation. And as the writing got better, the uh, it, the character developed. People got better at writing. Story developed. Character developed. The insane gadgets developed. Um, and, and everything. I didn't read a lot of the comics, but I did follow up. Like, I ended up reading sometime later in my life. Batman the Ultimate Guide. And, like, I've read all these, like, these big, like, Ultimate Guide books, which is basically a kind of big summary of this particular character. Like, their enemies, their, po like, powers, abilities, all this stuff. So, I read one for Batman, Superman, uh, the Justice League, um, the Incredible Hulk, Fantastic Four, Avengers, Spider-Man, and X-Men. Because that was, that was as many as there were at the time. But Batman was pretty cool. Um, just to see like how the character had evolved and everything. But the big thing it was... And it wasn't revealed to me later... That Batman technically does have a superpower. It's his brain. Like it actually... From being exposed around all the metahumans... And to, to not get into too much technical about... Basically from being around... Uh, fighting various villains and aliens... And being around a tech all his like you know over his career his brain basically mutated and it, it amplified the like the, the very thing that he was good at and it was his mind it basically uh 
developed more than what it was. So, and I'm getting to a point with this. So he would actually have, um, a, like his, his utility belt, which is like very, very well known. It's the infamous utility belt. Like so good that even there was a time that, uh, the Joker, even at one point developed his own version of the utility belt to combat Batman's utility belt. And it was, it was, it was like, it, it, it literally the opposite side of the coin. So it was really cool. Um, it didn't last long, but it was pretty interesting to see how it's like, wow, that's never been done before. So, um, but the big thing was like, he had a specific way of breaking things like, you know, people down. And over time, it was later revealed that all of Batman's like, uh, enemies, like his, his rogues gallery were actually different representations of his psyche. And when that, like, that was revealed, I was like, wait a minute. That actually makes sense. All the characters represent a different aspect of his mind, a different aspect of his trauma. And out of all the characters and everything like that, Joker's the only one that is a complete 180 degrees version of him. Um, and everything. So, hey. Uh, the only one that kind of comes close, in my opinion, was Mr. Freeze. Um, same, tra like, a somewhat similar tragic event that transformed him, but actually, it was, it was the event of, like, his wife was dying from an, in almost an incurable disease, so he froze her body, and in the process, there was, uh, an accident that, that, basically harmed him and mutated him to that he only can live in sub-zero temperatures and thus the only reason why he commits crimes and everything is because like he is trying to find a cure for his wife's disease who is in a cryogenic state of uh, uh, suspended animation and it's he's like the only character that in my opinion that batman actually has like you know majority of sympathy for in terms of like i know I, like he knows the reason behind what he's doing and it's almost a very similar uh similar path that that he went on like he like batman basically after losing his parents he dedicated his life to protecting the innocent to making sure like you know never breaking his one rule which is he would never fire a gun and he never kills and it was the like you know those two things like basically define him. He never wanted to see that happen to anybody else. That's why he prowls at night, you know, to protect the innocent, you know, fight bad guys and all that stuff. So, but each one of these like represents a different version. That's why he was able to, excuse me, he's able to take them down. Like Oswald Cobblepot, also known as the Penguin, is like the greed and. And gang, like you know, gangster version in terms of like, if he wanted to, like he literally could just like let like could let loose a little bit and literally just take over and adjust as needed. Um, Selena Kyle and and Pamela Isley, Catwoman and Poison Ivy, uh, uh, respectively, are um, the romantic sides of him. They are. And with Catwoman, it's basically the very thing 
that he is just without, you know, she's not afraid to kill someone, but she tries not to. Like, she does, like, she does her things for her, like, for her reasons. Like, she's a capitaler, no pun intended, and, you know, kind of like a Robin Hood-esque person. That's why, like, he eventually develops a relationship and marries her down the road, but that's besides the point. Ivy, she's, like, the ultimate charisma character. Not because, like, you know, yes, with her pheromones and stuff and, like, her poisoned kiss. The fact that, like, even though Batman tries to have relationships with people, it always ends sour. It always goes sideways. Like, you know, the relationship falls apart. So, like, Ivy's, like, a representation of that. I may be debated on this and everything like that, but do you the, do you understand, like, what I'm saying? Like, there's there's different frameworks in terms of, like, how to, like, you know, appro- like, he approaches each one. Because they're literally, vi- like, actual representations of his psyche. Basically of his trauma. With Joker being, like, the full full 180, uh, full 180 degree spectrum in terms of, like, he only has to do one thing and it's over. It would literally destroy the identity of him. Because if he, like, if he doesn't follow this framework... He doesn't follow these set of principles he would end up as like these criminals these opposite versions of himself that is why for so many years there is a never-ending cycle of catch and release catch and release catch and release and a lot of people like why did like you know how did like all these criminals get out and stuff majority of the time it's because it's it's literally psychological like they're they're mentally insane for the most part they all have traumas of their own so they get released or they break out or so on and so forth so thus the hunt begins again and just over time the needs have gotten better and better batman's even evolved too his frameworks have gotten deeper and deeper and deeper um and yeah i know i'm going into like almost a lot of nerd territory and a lot of I don't, somewhat techno babble, but understand this is this is a character who's been around for a very long time, has a very rich history, has a lot of frameworks, but the core essence of the character has never changed. Tragic life event: his parents were killed in front of his eyes. Uh, he used that trauma and instead of let it consume him, he turned it into a weapon he used that grief that pain that suffering and molded it to his will in terms of for the betterment of humanity he saw the worst in humanity like you know that i don't want to say the worst but at the time at a kid kid's age he saw the worst and turned it around into a force for good like that's a powerful motivator that's a powerful why and there have been instances where, um, <laughs> where his presence alone has become more myth than anything else. That like, m- like in certain comic issues, like he just he doesn't have to talk, and like people just like, dude, I'm done. I, I, I literally, it's not worth it. Uh, they drop their guns and everything. But, like, I'll go willingly. You know, I, I know what you do to people. <laughs> what do you need? 
<laughs> sometimes it becomes that just because like his status the things he's done like and everything um, why am I bringing all this up because I've spent a long time of my life learning frameworks I've learned how to break down story learn how to break down character it takes me a little bit but I realize this is how I immerse myself I go deep into people's personalities. I go deep into what makes them tick. I go what, to pull out the essence and everything like that. Um, to try to understand, like, I pull the frameworks out. Like, literally, I, I've sat in libraries looking, like, looking at pictures, imagining myself trying to recreate the same piece of artwork that I'm looking at. Like, how is it that it's done? I would read a description, and then I would visualize it in my head and then try to recreate it. That's how I was able to develop my, like, my, my drawing skills. Because I sat very early on in my, uh, um, as a kid, I would literally just, for this, uh, for the book fairs that would happen, you know, I don't, you know, they probably don't even happen anymore, I don't even know. Um, I would literally get all the how-to drawing books. I would just buy, like, drawing books. That's all I would buy. And I would sit there and I would look at each step methodically and then recreate it. Look at the step, recreate it. Look at the step, recreate it. Um, there was a superhero one. There were some video game character ones. I had fun. And I learned how to do it that way. I was basically learning frameworks of how to break down, you know, this character into, like, this simple framework. Which really was a framework. And apologize for the train. But... So... Over and over, like I'm, I'm constantly in these frameworks. Like I could break down, like you know, break down the character. I did this for stories. I did this for TV series. I did this for, um, was it? I did this for artists. Like just over and over and over. The framework of how to learn something. And after listening to Russell's episode today, I, it's a, it's it's one of his latest episodes, which is the secret of immersion. I realize that's that's what I do. I go learn frameworks, and I learn how to pull them out. Um, it takes a little bit of time, but I can, you know, I can literally I can pull it out fast uh, uh, for the the, the the steps, and then apply it myself. That's how I was able to learn how to draw and paint like ridiculously fast. I was able to to pull someone's style out from a distance just by literally watching a video on repeat for hours and then practicing and doing like i learned how to draw like certain I, I'll, I'll name some names but it probably won't mean anything unless you go look it up so drew struzan the guy who created uh the indiana jones like movie posters that's what he's best known for but he's done so many other movie posters like i learned how to do that I learned how to draw um, certain comic book styles by looking at the pages themselves and recreating them. So, um, this this little, I'm not trying to say this as an ego boost or anything like that. Like just just to emphasize the point in terms of I learned from a distance without almost any instruction and then recreated it and then developed over the years by applying different styles. This basically goes back to um, 
exactly what I just finished learning with, with Steve. It took a while for Steve to understand who he, like his voice. It took a while to understand like his purpose. And he did that over the course of the podcast and, you know, training and doing events and stuff. And then it wasn't until one day, like, Russell basically told him, like, if you don't become the offer guy, somebody else will and we don't like that person. Chances are we won't like them just because, like, they're probably going to suck. But you're the only person who's, like, been obsessed about offers and everything. So you have to take claim that title. And he has. Like, Steve Larson is the king of offer creation. Uh, he's starting to become the launch guy as well. Like, Russell's the funnel guy. Steve's the offer and launch guy. Uh, Peng Jun is the... the I'm going to have to say... Uh, the content marketing guy. Like, he's literally systematized content marketing. Grant's the sales and real estate guy. Tony's the... Pretty much the life coach guy. Like, there's different people for, like... I, like, you know, there's always that one person you have in your pocket, that guy or gal or whatever, or whoever, in your back pocket for, for a certain thing. And because there's, their specific skill set is centered around this particular type of framework. Now, why am I saying this? How does it relate to, like, network marketing? There are specific people in network marketing whose sole purpose... It's literally focusing on this singular topic that if you were to break down, you would find out their framework. And I'll tell you right now, give me 30 days and I can pull their framework out and probably in that 30 days or less. And that's that's who I am. I'm, I'm the guy who can literally pull the framework out of what you do and literally give it back to you in terms of like, you do these things very well. And... If you keep, if you just focus on doing these specific tasks, like you're literally going to see a change real fast. Like you'll actually be able to teach what you do on a more effective level. I know this works because I actually have been able to, and this isn't bragging, like I'm not saying this. I was able to literally just sit with someone for uh, a few times. Like over the, basically over a course of a deployment when I was in the military. And I watched them in terms of like how they talked and how they acted. And I literally told, told them, I was like, look, you say you want to go do this particular career. But you literally have been more excited in these past five minutes talking about this than anything else. I would literally go talk to this person. And if you don't go down this path, you will be shooting yourself in the foot. And it wasn't just me saying this, it was a few other people as well, but I literally told us like, I've never seen anyone else talk the way about this subject matter than you. Do yourself a favor, go talk to this person. Basically, she wanted to, if I remember correctly, she wanted to go in the Coast Guard, she wanted to go boats with me, which is a very prestigious career. Like it's a very um, honorable like uh, career path. Uh, give gives you a lot of like cool benefits in terms of like yeah I can literally pilot anything and do all these cool knots and like all this nautical stuff which is really cool but there's a certain swagger that comes with it but she spoke about engineering and gears and stuff like that like she 
she like she's like she basically glowed talked about talk, uh, talking about it and i said you need to go to engineering and talk how you can become um get yourself in that engineering department because literally like these few minutes and like this entire time you've never said anything bad about this it's been months you've done other things you're like this is miserable i was like go that way again i wasn't the only one saying this but i was close enough to her rank i was literally literally one rank difference and literally telling her you need to go do this i did this also with with teaching art i said look don't worry about style style comes later you need to focus on technique right now your technique is really great but you need to keep going don't worry about what anybody else says just keep practicing you put this practice in then your style will come out on its own because the way you're talking about certain things the way you're pulling these things out that's what that's what's going to set you apart i've met kids who are half my age who have way better skill than me and they were doing the exact same things i was they were trying like they were getting upset about style and stuff I'm like no 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 no. focus on the technique like focus on what you're doing right now you're on to something but don't be afraid to go outside of these parameters experiment explore a little bit keep putting the reps in because you you're going to develop your own style you like these particular people you're going to emulate all of them you're going to learn how they're doing all this stuff and <laughs> and it's okay it's going to take some time but that's <clears throat> that's how i've been able to like you know to do certain things and stuff and i apologize for the dog it's actually kind of cute and adorable, adorable but i've actually seen this in my office for for the network you know for the company i'm with kind of people it's like i've been able to see everyone's family so i'm like okay these people's stories everything and it's just it's just what i do so <clears throat> how can you apply this as well honestly best way to really do it because i realize like the time <laughs> that i'm sitting here ranting or not right literally ranting but sit down with three different people ask them to tell you over the course of the last six months, what are the things that you've excelled at and what are the things you've complained about? Because you'll learn more about what you've complained about faster than you would see the excelled about. But if you have three people who've been observing very well and what you've been excelling at, you'd be surprised at, uh, at what they're going to say. And I say both spectrums because... It's, it's really easy to find out what people can criticize you about, but it's really hard to figure out what people really praise you about um, on a really deep level because it's easy to say, this sucks, this is horrible, my God, blah, blah, blah. But it's real hard to say. It's like, you know what? Over the past six months, I've actually seen a change in you. And it's weird because... You were saying you were talking about this thing, but when you really got on this subject, you really changed like your posture and everything. Like you kind of you kind of lit up a bit. Or I've never seen anyone react to, like you know go through this the way you have. Now, and I say three people because it's gonna take a, it's gonna take a few variations of people's perspectives if they're 
if they've been really observant, especially in your upline, they're going to tell you like the best things they've seen, but they're also going to tell you like the criticism. You need to understand both because you need to know exactly where the parameters are in terms of like, if I stay in this area, I'm good. But when I start going to this area, it means I'm, I'm getting away. Now, what, uh, what, what do you do with that information? Well, the best, like, honestly, the best thing you really can do is double down on the things that you are doing good. It's a very, very common thing to do. At the same time, you need to understand that the things that you're really good at, pour more effort into. Like, go deep on this subject. Whatever that subject is for your company, like, whatever. Like, if you're, if you're a network marketing company that sells supplements, and you, of all people, know more about this particular subject than anybody else, that's great. So, but it's also like a crutch. Because you can sit there and talk and, and everything like that. But you can use that to your advantage because if you know how to speak supplements and uh, as, as well as, uh, what is it, uh, products and stuff like that, you can literally go talk to the same, like you know how to go to people and like, find the same areas of the sub of the like supplements and, and products and stuff. Like you exactly know how to talk to these people. Why does that matter? Because now you've understood that like where your market can go deeper. You know how to actually learn uh, how to interact with like people a lot more deeper on a more I don't want to say intimate level, but like that's kind of the only way I can really say it. So this isn't your warm market. Uh, most will say that no. This is exactly how you leverage your way into conversations that are already happening. You could say warm market, that's fine, whatever, but. This is how you leverage your way into conversations already happened. Um, and I say supplements because it was the kind of first thing that came to mind. And there are companies out there that are network marketing that do offer supplements and stuff. So you can actually like, it's like, I love, you know, love to get your review on this, like, uh, like this product and stuff like that. I see your person of authority and so on and so forth, or just start delivering value. It's like, dude, I totally know about that particular product. I actually use a few of those myself. Like how long you've been like, you know, you've been trying to sound like what have been results and you know what are some of the things that like you you haven't liked like i lo like, love to pick your brain if that's okay the conversation will happen a lot easier it'll happen a lot faster and it'll actually collapse more time now reason like re reason why i say that is because it's easier to find more fulfillment in the conversations that are already happening that you can actually show up to than starting from scratch. It really is. Do you know how annoying? And I'm sorry, I found it annoying. And I, I love talking to people about it too. In terms of like, dude, I hate that. It's so annoying. It's so much easier to find things that you're annoyed about. And talk with people about. Than it is about things that you're really good about sometimes. Um, but at the same time. That camaraderie. Can also open up doors in terms of what you guys like what you're really good at same thing with other people so try that out go to three people in your upline change them every so often be like hey what am i really good at what am i really you know where what, what am i really struggling at this type of reflection will help you be able to make sure you're staying on uh, purpose you're on value but also whether or not you're actually uh, marketing correctly because it's going to go from your upline to your audience 
audience is literally going to tell you, the market's like audience and market, they're literally going to tell you what you're really good at and what you really suck at. That's really going to be the big, like the big indicators, which you're both good at and bad, like, you know, bad at. Things you're bad at, drop them. Literally hand them to someone who knows how to do that. The things you're good at, go deep on. This is the thing that Russell did. This is the thing that Steve did. This is the thing that Peng, Peng Jun's done. This is the thing I'm doing. So, right now, I really like frameworks. I like learning how to frameworks. And I'm starting to get an idea of, like, what I'm starting to do and, like, where I want to focus on. And this is a very long episode, so I apologize. At the same time, I, I thank you for staying as long as you have with this one. But this is something that, like, has been kind of in the back of my head for the past, like, few days and stuff like that more of a reflection because I, I go back and like look that's like what is it that i'm really good at what, what is it i'm not good at because at the end of this content machine class like course and stuff class there's so much stuff i don't know how to do i just got to find people who do so that takes so much pressure off it's like i'm not good at that but i bet i can find someone who does and then you know work with them and everything like that that's why i like steve so much because a <laughs> um the the guy knows how to mark like is now a really great marketer but he's also a marketer of systems and i'm like dude that, that's actually really smart there's a reason why i like this guy and um i'm, I'm gonna try to end this uh, this episode here, uh, episode here soon within the next minute or so and that's what i gravitate towards people who talk in systems and frameworks man i could go nuts on all day um because I pulled frameworks out from TV shows, games, card games, books, comic books, um, life, artists, cooking, military. I pulled I pulled frameworks from everywhere. And the thing is now I'm actually starting to dump them onto idea cards and stuff. I'm like, how can I ex- like you know ex- uh, expand on this in terms of like, well, here's all the frameworks to do these things and like that. By doing so, I've been able to actually. Uh, see how I can implement these into creating campaigns, courses, coaching. Like, I was like, oh my god, finally all this stuff is coming, <laughs> coming to like you know fruition and stuff like that. There's gonna be there's gonna be a time when that happens for you as well. And I I hope this episode has really gone deep in terms of you can literally do this too. There's there's frameworks, there's processes, there's systems, there's things inside of you that you can pull out like no joke you know something on a deeper level than most people do but it's hard to find out what that is unless you ask someone else because your own inner critic may come in and try to fight you and that's the thing that's why i'm saying go ask three people go ask your upline and then go at like you know really ask for feedback from your audience from the market they're going to tell you exactly what you're going to need to hear and where to go the market told Steve what to do. The market told Russell what to do. Like real marketers learn from the market. They tell them exactly what to do. So so I would say just start with those like few things. Like talk to your upline first. Be like, hey, what where do you see like you know three just talk to three different ones and like change it up every so often? Like where are you seeing that I'm really good at, where you see that I'm really struggling at? Then use that to change your marketing approach and then go go apply it 
because the market's going to tell you whether or not it's, it's, it's working or not. And then you'll get the real feedback. That's a lot different than going out to like places you're very interested in and, and trying to pitch like crazy, you know, prospect, prospect, prospect. I swear, if anyone tries to be like, well, where do you go prospecting? It's like, I, I don't prospect and my people don't prospect. So if that's your number one question, it's not going to be a good fit, man. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, a little bit longer episode, but like this is actually something I was thinking about all day and I really wanted to kind of get it down. So with that, my friends, I should leave it in the next episode. If you haven't done so uh, already, if you found all this or any of this uh, uh, helpful, any gold nuggets, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share it with your downline. Share it with your upline. Share the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to create um, something in terms of... Uh, to give back in terms of like hey if you share this i'll give you some more stuff and everything for free and everything like that but uh, i'm working on uh, something of value that'll work and because for anyone's like who's, who's listened this long uh this long since the beginning uh i definitely want to give you some cool stuff and if this is your first episode I'm st- i really want to give you some good stuff at the same time so if this is your first episode go back and listen to the first one and catch up there's a lot of stuff you've missed so with that I shall leave it until the next episode. Last time I was saying that. Take care, my friends.